Cashback is not available on gas in New Jersey and Wisconsin. Hey, good morning. You're heading the airport, right? Yeah, thanks for checking. I like the car. How long have you been a rideshare driver? About three years now. I really enjoy it. Isn't it hard to make money these days with the price of gas being so high? Not for me. I use Upside, the free app that gives you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get real money back when you get gas with the Upside app? Yep, I get real cash back every time I get gas. Does that actually add up to anything? I'll make around $200 to $300. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the Upside app now. Download the free Upside app now to earn real cash back every time you buy gas. Use promo code CAR for an extra $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. You can cash out anytime right to your bank account, PayPal, or a gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free Upside app and use promo code CAR for a $0.25 a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code CAR. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. Welcome to the Start Me Up Podcast, part of the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network in association with MSW Media. I'm your host, Kimberly Johnson in D.C. Today, my returning guest is Spoutables and Bot Sentinels, Christopher Boozy. He wanted to talk about a very specific thing, so we're going to talk about that, and you'll see what it is when we get to it. We're going to cover a bunch of different things today, but before we do, the Start Me Up Podcast is independent, listener-funded, and woman-run. Visit patreon.com slash startmeup to see the variety of tiers offered, including the option to get a bonus What's Up episode every Tuesday. It's kind of like my online journal where I get a little more personal and I talk about whatever's on my mind. There's also an ad-free tier with a much shorter intro. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup. Now please enjoy my conversation with Christopher Boozy. Welcome back to the show, Christopher. Thank you, Kimberly. Thank you for having me. It's great to be here. <laughs> well, oh my goodness, there's so much going on and um, I'm just going to... I'm going to take the start of this and I'm going to be a, w- a little bit wordy myself, but then I'm going to let you go into what you want because we had a conversation the other day and, you know, plus you've been all over Twitter and all over Spoutable and all over social media talking about how you feel about the Middle East and the war that's going on. Now, I have kind of avoided it and I'm going to explain why and I'm going to explain my position so that's why I'm going to take a little bit more time up front but because I just want to let you go and say what you want to say but um, I'm going to first start this with uh, a couple weeks ago my stepmother and sister are Jewish and and my brother and so um, you know I mean there's Jewish people in my family I have Jewish friends I love I I have like my mother used to be Jewish she's not Jewish anymore but I saw my cousin who's Jewish had posted something on Facebook and she said something like, and I, I'm not going to get this right, but basically asking for people to show support. And I thought because I've this, this has scared me to talk about this because I don't want to be misunderstood by anyone. I thought, you know what, I'm going to support, you know, Jewish people in my life. And so that's what I said. I said, I, you know, sending light and love to my Jewish friends and family. So 
I, you know, a lot of people thanked me, but then I got this message from this man that I've known for a long time. And he said to me that there was this Palestinian woman that he knows and had recommended that she listen to my podcast, that she would never say anything to me. But my um, sentiment about Jewish people was very offensive and that it sh- and, he, and then he, spe- he said it showed a side of you that is OK with people being murdered, meaning the Palestinians. And that's absolutely not true. And it's upsetting to me that that would even be said. And I look back and now I wish I would have said that I'm also sending love to, you know, the innocent Palestinians because I just, I mean, oh my God, that this is all so much. And even though I have a degree of understanding what's happening over there, I'm absolutely no authority. I have no answers as to how to achieve peace in the Middle East. I'm not trying to pretend that I do. The last thing I want to say about this because you're going to talk about it from a perspective of the uh, you know American politics. I'm sure going to add other things in, but that is where I will kind of try to stay is where it affects our politics. But D. Knight, our mutual friend, had uh, posted this on Twitter, and I'm going to read it, and then I want, you know, I'm going to let you go. But what he said is how I feel. So sh- he says, let me stake out my Israel-Gaza position for the record so you know exactly where I sit, uh, which side I'm on. I support the Palestinian people. I also support the Israeli people. I want Hamas destroyed. The Israeli military has taken too many civilian lives in this war. Hamas has put as many Palestinian lives in harm's way as possible. I want Netanyahu to lose his job and go to prison. I also want Israel to have the capability to defend itself. I support a free Palestine state. I also believe in Israel's right to exist. I support the Jewish community. I also support the Arab and Muslim community. I believe Biden should continue to send as much aid as possible to Gaza. I believe Biden should continue the aid to defense of Israel. I hope that clears up where I stand. So I'm going to just say that's how I feel. I don't have, you know, I'm against the terrorists, and I support anybody who's innocent in all of this. Okay, I have said my piece. Now you go. (laughs) Well, and and that's pretty much where I stand as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I mean, look, like you said, I've been all over social media and I've pissed off a lot of people and, and that's fine. I mean, that's pretty much <laughs> what I do lately. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, you know, and I, I, I'm going to take this a bit uh, uh, slowly because I really want people to understand what's happening here. On October 7th, um, there was a terrorist attack. Let's call it what it was. Mm-hmm. And Hamas went into Israel and killed innocent civilians, raped women, killed babies, mm-hmm. took people hostages, took hostages, um, and brought them back uh, across the border. Um, and you know, everyone, you know, most most folks here in the United States was like, "Oh my God, this is terrible! Something needs to to to, to happen." Um, and then the narrative started to switch um, and change over time. And the internet was flooded, I mean flooded with myths and disinformation about what was happening on, mm-hmm. on both sides. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the media was also uh, played a part in this because they were they were reporting things that just was inaccurate and that, contributed to a lot of what we're seeing now um 
so when I came out, you know, I finally came out and said, you know, like, I'm really tired of, of, of what's happening. And when I meant by that, I meant in terms of the mis and disinformation mm-hmm. and people basically telling Israel in, in so many words, like to get over it, basically. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, Israel has, you know, don't t- something along the lines of like, don't tell Israel how to respond to, to terror. Uh, meaning terrorism I, I couldn't fit the whole thing in mm-hmm. and you know people just automatically assumed that I meant like hey you know it's, it's okay to kill innocent uh, civilians and I'm against Palestine which obviously that's not true um, I feel and I felt then and I still feel that Israel has a right to defend itself it does have a right to respond to terrorists um, and that's the point that I was making mm-hmm. So I took, you know, heat for that. And that's fine because, look, it's the Internet and it's Twitter. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you say you, you love dogs, there are people that are going to respond to you <laughs> yeah. and say why you hate cats. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, this, this is how it is. But what I was concerned about, and we're starting to see this now, mm-hmm. is that with all this disinformation and misinformation that was coming out, that people would lose sight of what actually happened on 10-7 and then this would become something – where now folks are going after Jews, where folks are attacking Jews, where mm-hmm. folks are, you know, blaming Jews for what's happening right now in the Middle East. And, you know, there are folks who are who are rightfully saying, well, what about the innocent Palestinians? You know, th- they have nothing to do with this. You know, they're getting bombed to hell. And, you know, what about them? And I totally agree. Like, there should be people out protesting you know saying like basically these fire you know we we want to limit the civilian casualties and that is something that's embedded in 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 the fabric of the united states you know people have been protesting wars in the united states forever Mm -hmm. you know vietnam war the the iraq war the um the afghan uh, afghanistan i mean it's it's been happening forever so that's not unusual but what we're seeing now on college campuses and throughout you know, the United States and around the globe, where you have folks that are not protesting the Israeli government, they're not protesting Bibi, they are attacking Jews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're going after Jews you know, on college campuses. Yeah. And you know, I heard a story about a, a young college student. You know, folks were upset at the fact that he's Jewish. And they let his dorm room on fire. You you have folks in you have folks in Germany attacking in Germany. Yeah, uh, we, we know their history mm-hmm. attacking Jews. You saw what happened in Russia, where folks were like, "Where is the Jews?" and trying to chase folks down. And and, and across the globe, you have people in uh, France who are marking Jewish homes. Um, and that's what I was afraid of. I yeah. was afraid of this, you know, these falsehoods being spread online, making their way offline, and activating individuals who've been waiting for this. Mm-hmm. Folks who are, you know, obviously, you know, they're, they're, they're putting out anti-Semitic stuff, but these are folks who hate Jews yeah. and hate others. And when I mean others, you know, LGBTQ plus, black folks, whatever, you know, there's this, this core group and they're embedding themselves with the folks who are, who are peacefully protesting, who really want to see, you know, uh, citizens of uh, the the civilians um, in Palestine 
you know, safe, mm-hmm. you know, free from what's currently happening. And I totally get that. So, you know, I started speaking out because like, look, there's a lot of folks out there who are, who are, you know, saying free Palestine, ceasefire and stuff like that. But there are a few folks who look and sound like me that are coming into the defense of innocent Jews that have nothing to do with Netanyahu, that have nothing mm-hmm. to do with the Israeli government. Mm-hmm. And I thought, you know, it was important for someone with my platform to come out and start saying, hey, look, you know, you got to step back a bit and look at what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And once again, I took heat for that. Um, you know, I said something along the lines, and folks still to this day don't understand where I was going with this. You know, I said something along the lines of, you know, when George Floyd was murdered, you know, there was folks around the globe that were protesting and Jews were standing side by side with us when we were protesting. Mm -hmm. And Hamas, and I was clear in what I was saying, Hamas was not protesting. Hamas was not, you know, putting out, you know, statements in support of what was happening here in the United States. And I was clear what I was saying, because what people didn't understand and still do not seem to understand that there are folks here in the United States who are supportive of Hamas. I'm mm-hmm. not talking about the Palestinian people. Now. Right. I'm talking about Hamas. The terrorists, yeah. You know, we had a, um, a professor who said he was invigorated or exhilarated right. at what Hamas had done. Yeah. This is a college professor who is basically um, you know, endorsing the raping of women, the killing of innocent babies and elderly people and mm-hmm. just innocent people in general. And I think it's, excuse my language, fucking insane yeah. for people who are looked upon by students as, as um, you know, these students are looking at these professors as people that they can look up to. Yeah role models and for them to say this stuff these students looking at this and saying, well this must be okay mm-hmm. it's not okay no you know jews here in the united states that are just going about their business whether they're just going to work whether they're trying to get an education whatever it may be whatever it is that they're trying to do have nothing what's can to do with this conflict that's happening in um, the Middle East right. that's happening in Gaza, that's that happened in Israel. So when you're attacking these folks, I'm asking the, the question, what the hell does this have to do with Palestine? Mm-hmm. What the hell does this have to do with ceasefire and free people mm-hmm. and all this other stuff, free Palestine, when you're attacking Jews just trying to get an education yeah. or trying to go to work? So when I brought up the Hamas thing, that was directed towards those folks, folks that are that are cheering on Hamas for the craziness that they're doing, the, the vile stuff that they're doing. And I'm saying Hamas doesn't give a shit about you, yeah. person in the United States. They <laughs> scream out death to America and death to Americans. They hate our guts. You yeah. going out in the streets and talking, you know, and, and, and praising Hamas. And once again, we're not talking about the Palestinian people because I know the difference. Apparently right. there are folks who don't. Who don't, right. Um, they are they are saying things that's just beyond bizarre to me, mm-hmm. and, and what I mean in, in terms of the folks in the United States. So I put that out, and of course, people are like, "Oh, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about," because they're not understanding that there are groups here in the United States that have been speaking positively and about Hamas and calling them freedom fighters and right. calling them civil rights activists. 
and comparing them to Nelson Mandela. You know, Nelson Mandela did not oh rape God. women. Nelson no. Mandela did not behead people and kill babies. Yeah. Stop. <laughs> so then I transitioned from that because I wanted to get people's attention. And then I wanted to start, and I know you wanted to talk about this, to start to let folks understand what is happening in the Middle East can happen here as mm -hmm. well. And there's this misconception because we live in the United States and we have a constitution that everything is great. You know, I have the right that I can go out and I can protest and I can say what I want to say and all this other stuff. And folks are not realizing that these things that we take for granted, these rights that we take for granted are slowly being stripped away. Mm -hmm. And what I'm seeing now with Jewish people being attacked, which is frightening the hell out of me. Yeah. It's, yeah, they're first up the bat. Mm -hmm. You know, they're, people are t attacking Jews first. Mm -hmm. And at some point down the line, there's going to be the LGBTQ plus people yeah. that are going to be the next victims. And then somewhere down the line, people who look and sound like me and women and so forth. Mm -hmm. And that's what people are not seeming to understand the point that I'm making. So I started really going after folks who were saying that they're not going to vote for Biden. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to vote for Biden because of this, because he's he's genocide Joe and all this other stuff. And I and I could talk about this for two hours, and I know we don't have that time. So I just want to say this: putting aside my position on Israel and, and, and Palestine and what's going on with Hamas and, and and all this other stuff, saying that you're not going to vote for Biden is the most asinine thing that I've heard since you know president-elect donald trump you know it's it's so insane to try to compare biden to trump and to try to make it seem as if biden is some war mongering you know president who pulled us out of the Af um, afghanistan mm -hmm. war who brought our troops home I don't agree with him hugging Netanyahu, and if I was at, if I'd been advising him, I would have told him, no, you know, a handshake is fine. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but he, Israel is our partner; they're our ally. Mm -hmm. And when 9/11 happened, Israel was right there giving us intelligence, right in, in, in the middle of everything. And folks need to understand that Biden was damned if he, you know, did it, yeah. damned if he do it, damned if he don't. You know, he had to go and show that we're behind Israel because the last thing we would want now is other nations who hate Israel deciding, okay, this is the time to you know start World War Three. Let's go and 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 wipe them out. Mm -hmm. So he had to stand by Israel to show, like, hey, you know, we're behind uh, Israel 100%. Mess around, this is what's going to happen. He had to do that. Mm -hmm. Now, the other part to this is if Trump was president of the United States, of course Trump would have been behind Israel, but then Trump would have been talking about, you know, bombing these yeah. guys to, yeah. to oblivion, of to course. oblivion, and I've talked about this on Twitter. He probably would have wanted to send troops into Gaza himself. Mm -hmm. He would have enabled Bibi. Right. And, and I believe firmly that we're, even though, you know, I will admit that I want to see a more targeted approach from israel on this mm -hmm. and i do agree with a lot of other folks and i've been saying this once again people just don't listen that i want 
surgical strikes on Hamas. And I do understand that Hamas is using its citizens, you know, mm-hmm. Palestinian uh, civilians, uh, as shields. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and Israel, once again, is, is they're damned if they do, they're damned if they don't. Because if they don't go after Hamas, all they're going to do is just reconstitute themselves, rebuild themselves, and go after Israel again. So they're trying to wipe them out. But in the process, innocent folks are getting caught in the crossfire. So, you know, Biden not only said, hey, look, we're going to send military military aid to Israel, but we're also going to send aid to uh, you know, Palestine as well. We're going to let stuff come in. We're going to sim- we're going to do things to try to, you know, make this situ- a, a very bad situation, you know, um, less, I guess you would say, um, uh, bad or whatever than mm-hmm. than it currently. And I'm trying to choose my words carefully here because I know people are going to pick uh, uh, pick it apart. Mm-hmm. Um, but my concern is obviously what's happening here, but what's transpiring here. Right. So I'm going to close on this before we move to other stuff, and I want folks to understand this. They don't like Bibi. They hate Netanyahu. They say, oh, you know, this guy is a, you know, a war criminal and all that stuff. I tweeted this out. You know, I was against Netanyahu before being against, being against Netanyahu, who was cool or popular. <laughs> I've been talking about this guy for a long time. And if folks forget he was out of power, you know, he mm-hmm. had all these indictments or whatever, you know, he, he could face charges and all this other stuff. And then somehow he magically, uh, you know, is back running Israel. Mm-hmm. And now he's like super far right mm-hmm. in, in the craziness that he's saying. And I tell people, look at what happened in Israel, because that can happen here. Yeah. We have a guy who's the, who's the U.S. version of Bibi, who is moving far right, you know, f- further right than he was before. And if he retakes power, he's going to do stuff similar to what we are seeing yeah. Bibi do. You know, I watched his speech the other day, and I was just like, what the, excuse my language, the fuck <laughs> is happening? You know, and... I'm just getting these flashes in my head of warning signs like, hey, this could be America. Mm-hmm. So when you say that you're not going to vote for Biden, let me explain to you what, and this is to your audience, what's going to happen. You're going to have Republicans that are going to up and down the ballot, that are going to win elections that you don't want them to win. There's a strong possibility if turnout is depressed because of this or because of some other thing and if hopefully this does not happen but if it does that trump wins retakes the white house the um, republicans take the senate and hold the house now laws you know these these bills these crazy bills that are that that are getting rejected in the senate can now start to get pushed through and these folks have already said they want a national ban on abortion. They have already said that they want to go after same-sex marriages. They want to go after even, and, and this is the craziness people are not paying attention. Excuse me, attention to. They also want to go after folks who are in, you know, relation to the. Um, I'm so sorry because this is just all crazy to me. Uh, interracial relationships, mm-hmm. and 
people are just not realizing like they are really trying to take us to a place where we are living in the real life um hand, the handmaid's tale mm -hmm. so when i when i when i'm talking to folks i'm like okay you can be upset but don't say you're you know you're not gonna vote for biden or you're not gonna vote you know democrat this year you're gonna sit the election out because it can get significantly worse mm -hmm. Um, and this, yeah. I'm, I'm sorry, Kim, for Kimberly, for for, <laughs> okay. for 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 just rambling because I just want folks to understand how important this election is. No, I totally agree with you, and I wanted you to say your piece. And I want to throw in a couple of different things. Number one, uh, Wajahat Ali, who I respect and admire greatly, um, mm -hmm. you know, he has some very strong opinions, and something that I saw him tweeting about the other day was you know basically beating our over the, beating us over the head saying you have to vote for Biden is not going to you know get the result you want but on the other hand he understands how dangerous Trump is now all i can say is nobody wants to feel you know and you and i do it all the time lots of us do it online we we try to push people to what we believe is going to be the better choice for the country and so Sometimes it comes off as like we're trying to beat you over the head with it because, I mean, there's the other option is Donald Trump. So somebody like Wajahat understands that. He understands what's on the other side. And he's very upset with what Biden is doing. And so I don't know what the answer for Wajahat, I mean, I don't know what it is that, you know, he's not saying he's not going to vote for Biden. I think he's just trying to stand up for people who, who are not happy with what Biden is saying. And I cannot, like you just said, not not everything Biden has said or done is perfect. He's he's right. he's walking this fine line, and it's very difficult. And so I'm not going to tell anybody how to vote, but I will just say this: just what you did. If you withhold your vote because you're upset over the way he's handling it, and it's a very difficult, very difficult situation to 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 walk because it's not about. I mean, it is about our election, but it's also about human lives, and it's about dignity and respect and all of that and so he has to figure out what's the best way and he's dealing with a right wing extremist in Netanyahu and so I don't know what the answer is but I would just want to urge anybody who's considering sitting this out that if you do and, and it costs us this election because enough people sat out um, you know well then the the result is going to be everything you said, and on top of it, we're going to lose our right to vote because this is going to be an autocrat. I mean, we, we might they might pretend we have a right to vote, but just like in Russia, it's not going to be a real election. And it's always going to be the Republicans winning, and they're going to turn us into an autocracy and a fascist state so very quickly, and that's the option. So you may hate what Biden is doing, but consider the alternative and that a third party well, you might feel good in your heart for voting the way you want. It's not a marriage. And nobody, no third-party candidate is going to win because we are a two-party system. You, you, you will only knock votes off from the one that you want. <laughs> you know, That's what you're going to do by third party. The last thing I want to say is that also you know, uh, the strategy that Netanyahu is going to, you know, embrace or whatever he's going to do it's coming from right-wing extremism so right. applauding certain kinds of action is that it's like let's just pretend the situation were reversed and it was trump in charge of israel or you know i mean I, it's not that but if if trump were the president now and there was some issue where we 
you know, somebody attacked us. Um, th- it's the difference in how Biden would handle it. And even somebody like Mitt Romney, who I don't like, but I don't think Mitt Romney would take on that autocratic kind of fascist strategy. But Netanyahu is. And so right. the choices that he's making for Israel are not coming from a deeply democratic, fair place. So I just want to put that out there because I feel like, you know, I mean, again, I am not, I, I, I don't have the answers. I like what D Knight said and, and everything he said. I feel like I'm in line with that. But I also feel like I'm a podcaster who has a big mouth and I'm never going to solve the problems in the Middle East. I just, I'm on board with you as far as, you know, let's try to make people understand to kind of, like, I don't want to call anybody a name. I don't want to make someone feel stupid because I think when, when you're trying to stand up for someone's life, um, if, if you're just told, hey, you're making a dumb decision, they're going to, you know, it's, it's that whole human psychology thing. They're, they're going to double, they're going to go back and double down. And so it's like, I just want to make people feel like, let's think about this in, in where it's going to go in the long term. And what's the best decision for Jewish people and the people of Palestine in the long term? So anyway, that's where I stand. Well, well uh, let me just say this. Uh, I mean, I'll take it further and say, look, I know you said you're not going to tell people how to vote. I'm telling people you need to get your head out your ass. I'm sorry. <laughs> and you need to realize what's at stake because we already have states that are red states that are preventing women yes. from having an abortion, that they're being forced to have their rapist babies mm-hmm. all right and i want folks to understand if they can if they're able to make this into a national ban on abortions it doesn't matter if you live in a blue state and that's what folks on the left believe why well, i live in a blue state yeah and i will i'll take them back a bit just a few years because uh, we as americans unfortunately we have a very short attention span and we yeah. forget things very quickly unfortunately and I see that, and that's, and I do think that's a, a, a major flaw with here in the United States. People forget when when Trump decided, you know, something. I'm going to start rounding up folks and sending them back to their, you know, their country. They forget that they were also going into blue states, blue states where they were quote unquote supposed to be protected, mm-hmm. um, and they were rounding these folks up and sending them back to wherever they came from, and you know, you know, believing that you live in New York or if you live in California or some other blue state and you're safe, that's just that's just false. Yeah. Right? And I keep trying to explain to people like, yes, this can't happen. We have states right now that are forcing, and I, I, I know I keep going back to this because it's insane, and force, um, forcing women to have their rapist babies. Mm-hmm. And if this woman decides she's going to go to another state to have this abortion, she can be sent to prison. Mm-hmm. Folks, you're not understanding this. This is happening in America, that you don't want to have your rapist baby. Okay, you're not going to have the abortion in the state that you're in. You know what? I'm going to go to another state and have this abortion. Mm-hmm. It's, it's illegal here. Well, guess what? If you do that, you can still go to prison. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're forcing women. So right. imagine... Now, this becomes a national law, yeah. a national ban. 
And this is what's at stake. This is just one of the many things that are that that are at stake with this election. And I know it sounds like the boy who cried wolf because for the last several years now we've been saying this is you know this is the most important election. But they all are. <laughs> you know, and, and 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 folks are just like, okay, how many more of these? Le- they're all are important. Yeah, they're all unfortunately. Important. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we have this 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 new speaker who just was able to slide in, mm-hmm. right? Who's, you know, he's he looks so clean cut and he speaks so well and he sounds, you know, like mm-hmm. he's a, just a normal guy until you start to go back and look at his videos and you see all the bad shit, crazy stuff that this man and his wife believes. And then you realize, holy crap, I'm living in an episode of The Handmaid's Tale. Mm-hmm. Because that's where these folks are at. And I know, you know, someone listening may say, man, this guy, he's just over, you know, he's exaggerating. You know, he's, no, he's overdoing it. I'm not. <laughs> you know, the, I'm, not, I'm not. All you have to do is look up his record. Look up what he said. The videos are out there from his mouth. These are not mm-hmm. misquotes coming from his mouth and talking about, you know, 18th century laws and, and beliefs, basically slavery, and when women, was, you know, cattle or whatever, where you could just do whatever you want to to to, to women. Mm-hmm. Um, this guy believes some of the most bizarre stuff that I've seen in a very long time from someone who's an elected official. And now he's second in line to the presidency. He's one of the most now powerful people in the United States. Uh, so yeah, yeah, this election is is, is it's probably now yeah, it's the most important in history. Extremely important. Now, now I want to ask you about him, but before I do, we have to take a quick break, and we'll be back after this message. Hey, this is Kimberly, the host of the show you're listening to right now. Are you my patron on Patreon? If not, just go to Patreon dot com slash start me up you'll see all the tiers and all the ways to support me and i'm so grateful for everyone who does thank you so much now back to my conversation this episode is brought to you by kia's first three row all electric suv the kia ev9 with available all-wheel drive and seating for up to seven adults with a zero to 60 speed that thrills you one minute and available reclining lounge seats that unwind you the next visit kia.com slash ev9 to learn more Ask your Kia dealer for availability. No system, no matter how advanced, can compensate for all driver error and or driving conditions. Always drive safely. Uh, You know, I've thought that he might serve the same kind of, uh, you know, motivation to vote. Maybe not not as, without as much gusto, but still, you know, he might serve as motivation for independence and for the never never fascist Republican, rather than, you know, just never Trump, that, mm-hmm. like, Roe came along and it woke a lot of people up, right? You know, they killed right. Roe, and a lot of people were like, oh, wait a minute, I need to show up. And they did. And w- we've got the benefit of, unfortunately, because of what the Republicans are doing, we've got the benefit of young people paying attention. And we've definitely got women paying attention. Not everybody in this country is paying attention, and they should, but more are, so I'll take it. With, with this guy is so extreme, and like you said, he's mild-mannered. So it's like the Glenn Youngkin effect, right? He's got his little, you know, Glenn Youngkin is soft-spoken, he wears a sweater vest, so he's like GOP. He's not GOP light, but he's kind of presented that way. So Mike Johnson is this pretend, you know, oh, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to speak softly, and I'm not, I'm not going to appear crazy like Marjorie Taylor Greene. 
but I want to take all your rights away. So do you think in the, like, how does this affect the 2024 election? Do you, A, do you think he's going to last until, and if he does, do you think it will benefit us? You know, that's a really good question. Uh, before this conflict with Israel, before, you know, the last few weeks, um, I, 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 and you saw my, my spouts and my tweets, um, you know, I pretty much said the, the Democrats have it locked in because mm-hmm. there's just yeah. there's there's just no way um, for a lot of just for a lot of different reasons. And I, I laid those out. But uh, now that we have this and we have folks who are encouraging other folks not to vote and they're not focusing on what's happening around them, um, you know, Mike Johnson can, could possibly um last until you know election day mm-hmm. um, and the reason behind that is look um, and I've, I've been saying this for the last week or so um, I completely got this wrong because I did not think in a million years that someone so extreme like I knew some of the stuff that he had uh, had said only because when people started floating his name around uh, you know I, I, I saw some stuff with him but it wasn't like this extreme stuff that we're seeing now mm-hmm. And um, I started Googling him to try to familiarize myself more um, about him. And I was just like, wow, this guy is, is pretty, you know, bad shit. Yeah, there's, there's just no way in the world uh, he's going to get it. And then when he got the, the nomination and they were going to, you know, vote on it, I was like, well, there's no way in the world those guys that were against uh, um, uh, Jim, Jim Jordan, uh, there's no way in the world they're going to vote for this guy. You know, if they wasn't going to vote for Scalise, if they wasn't going to vote for Jim Jordan, there's no way in the world. Yeah. And they did. Yeah. Unanimous vote. Not <laughs> Unanimous, one single yeah. person defected. And that made me start thinking, you know, why this guy? Mm-hmm. You know, why this low-ranking, dem- um, excuse me, low-ranking Republican, I was about to say Democrat, <laughs> a low-ranking Republican who most people never heard of, uh, you know, how does he ascend, you know, to, to right. become Speaker of the House yeah. and, and have no defections? And and I, you know, said this on Twitter. I don't do conspiracy theories. People know this about me. I stay away from that because that's the quickest way for you to lose credibility. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't make sense. No. It makes absolutely no sense that they would give that guy the speakership but not, you know, a Scalise or mm-hmm. not someone else. It's it's so and and for the point that you're making because it could hurt them in the future. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So for them to all sign off on that, there's probably something else at play that we're not seeing just yet. Right. Because it just makes no sense. This guy's an election denier. There was quite a few folks that said they're yeah. not going to vote. For, I mean, on the Republican side, that we're not going to vote for an election denier. They put the, like the head election denier in the seat. Yeah. It makes no sense. So, you know, we got a character straight out of the handmaid's tale. And I'm going to keep going back to the handmaid's tale because this this is who this guy is. And mm-hmm. I, I encourage everyone to look up this guy. You know, look at all the stuff that's been coming out about Mike Johnson. Look at the things that him and his wife believe in. Mm-hmm. And you understand why I am terrified of this guy being a speaker, you know, moving forward. Um so to the back to your original question, uh, and I went a long way around to mm-hmm. say, I don't know. 
at this point. I, <laughs> yeah. I really don't know because yeah. if people start to start to check out because they feel like Biden didn't do X, Y, and Z, or they feel mm. like you know, you know, I'm tired of Democrats saying that this is the most important election, and they really check out. Mm-hmm. I fear for this country, and I fear for women, and I fear for people of color, and I fear for you know the folks who. I'm going to just straight up say white men. Yeah. Because this is where this is where they're trying to take this country. Mm-hmm. That if you're not a white man, a straight white man, mind right. you, um, that you're 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 another. Yeah, and exactly. This is what folks are just not seeming to understand. You know, they want to strip your rights away. You know, that's it. And they're and they're telling you this. So now we can possibly have a Trump White House, a Mike Johnson-led House, mm-hmm. a McConnell-led Senate, and a Supreme Court with a bunch of radical judges. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, that's what that's what we're up against. <laughs> you know, I, I I will yeah. say I just want to add I think I think you have a right to be terrified. I I am you know every day I have to kind of push away my fear because I I just can't live in it. 24-7. And, and this comes from someone who is used to being fearful about things. And I'm really, really, really trying hard, like in a spiritual sense, not to be fearful all the time, because I don't think that that serves me. Right. And so but then every day you turn on the you know, I'm this is my job. I see it. Even if I decided I don't want to do this fucking podcast anymore. I don't want to. This is I still work for Allison Gill. <laughs> you know, I, I have to keep up with all of the news and it's extremely upsetting and the kind of news that we're facing especially because we have the internet it's it's like almost too much for one person to take all of it in um right. so with that said i i do at this point feel like we have enough of a buffer of time as far as this mm-hmm. middle east thing is you know where where people stand and how they feel about biden i think biden recognized that some of the things that he said was very upsetting and so he wants to try to make it right while doing the right thing whatever he believes is the right thing and so he's not going to bend over backwards to appease you know people who are he's absolutely not going to bend over backwards for for anyone who's you know in line with Hamas but but for the innocent Palestinians and for the Israeli people and all this all these people who are innocent I do think that he while he may make mistakes moving forward i think it's all going to be in the effort to try to do the best thing possible for the globe because right now i mean where we are not just in this country but just globally there is unfortunately this rise in just you know right-wing extremism and and that means there's hatred for the other and i remember like when this war started i said something to bob and you know, I said, this really makes me nervous. And he says, well, you know, the Middle East has been having conflicts for so long that mm-hmm. he kind of figured this would be more of the same. But I said to him, you know, I don't know if that, I mean, he didn't say that in a way to just dismiss everything, but he, I don't think he was thinking in terms of, it was right when it started. I just don't think he was thinking in terms of, you know, how this might affect the world stage as far as politics and our election and everything. I, I think he is now, and I think that he saw very quickly, not that I had any prescient idea about it, it's just that I was afraid. I just was like, oh no, this can't be good. 
for our country, for the globe. And as we see now, yeah, th- this is the threat in a much bigger way than just what's happening in that region. It, it, it has far reaching, you know, because the thing is, is also if if Trump is president, you know, Ukraine is not going to win. Israel is not oh. going to benefit in any way. They, they might, you know, bomb the shit out of Gaza, but that doesn't mean that Israel is going to win if Trump becomes president. So I, I think that we have a. I at, at where we're sitting right now, I feel fairly confident because I see that, like I said earlier, young people are paying attention, women are paying attention, and I do believe when it really comes down to it, as much as he needs, Biden needs the Muslim community, he needs the Jewish community, he needs everybody right now to unify, but I think that he's got a pretty strong standing um, in general, and as long as moving forward, he makes decisions that are, I, I don't want to say safe, but he makes the decisions that kind of help things along. I think we're going to be okay, but it's hard to say because, you know, we were all thinking that 2016 was going to be a certain trajectory, and we were all wrong, <laughs> you know, so, or most of us were wrong. Right. And so no. that's the thing well, we can never say about that. And so when when 2020 came around, and you know, months before that, you know, you and I were on the, the, the podcast. We were talking, and I told you I felt really com- um, confident about our chances, and mm-hmm. I was kind of talking people off the ledge with that. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, you know, uh, Democrats did win, and they did well. And then when the midterms came along, a year before the midterms. Um, you and I were talking, and I said, "I'm really, I'm feeling really bullish on mm-hmm. the midterms because I'm just." And once again, what, I, what I've been saying about 2024 before the conflict and all this other stuff, so I'm just not seeing it. I'm not seeing where they're making up ground. And you know, thankfully, uh, the Democrats did do well in the midterms, much better than most people had predicted. Um, and like I said earlier, just a few weeks ago, I was saying something totally different. So when I, someone who's pretty much optimistic, but also realistic in, in the things that I say, say to you, we, we need to be concerned. We need to be concerned. Yeah. Uh, I think you underestimate, and I'm going to say this bluntly, how some, some folks can be stupid in their thinking and in their short-sightedness. And we saw that with 2016, and I'm, and I'm being blunt here. And I want people to be upset at me because they don't understand whatever I'm saying does not compare to what can actually happen. Mm-hmm. This is not the time to get stupid. This is not the time to say, you know what, throw your hands up, I'm going to take all my toys and go home. This is really one of the most important elections in our lifetime, yeah. if not the most the important most, election, yeah. because if they gain power – they're not going to let it go. They tried this already. And I don't think folks, it's like they're just not grasping it. Like yeah. they tried this before. They tried to not let um, Biden mm-hmm. become president yeah. after he legitimately won. Mm-hmm. That is what this whole one six is about and, 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 and everything that's you know been happening with the, um, the case in Georgia. They tried to take people, you know, votes away. They right. try to quote unquote rig the election and all that others. They tried it. So if they tried it once, mm-hmm. they will try it again. 
So the only thing that we have going for us right now is folks saying, okay, let me calm down. You know, I, I'm, I'm upset at Biden for this reason and that reason, but at the end of the day, I, I, you know, I, I want my daughters to live in a country where they have their rights. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to, you know, I, I want to keep my rights as, 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 a, as a black American. So, you know, uh, that's why, you know, I am okay with taking heat. I'm okay with folks coming after me and, and, and saying all the stuff that they've been saying to me because at the end of the day, I know what's at stake. Mm-hmm. And the stuff with attacking Jews, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm begging folks who are listening to this who are supporters of Palestine. When you hear folks, you know, saying is, you know, um, Jews need to be killed. They need, you know, Hitler didn't do his job. And mm-hmm. they're saying all this crazy stuff. You need to push back. Yeah. You need to push back because that's dangerous for all of us. Yeah. And when you hear people praising Hamas, you need to push back because it's not helping the, the you know, the Palestinian cause when you have folks saying craziness. Like no, this. it's absolutely not. And I mean, I'm fortunate that I haven't seen too much of that. I've seen a little bit of it. Um, but yeah, that that's just crazy. And I mean, I, I don't want to sound like a Pollyanna because I'm not being a Pollyanna. I'm trying to. You know, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't I mean, as much as I ask people what their predictions are, I know we don't have crystal balls and we can't see what's going to happen. And we have to go on the assumption that there are going to be people who are going to make stupid decisions and try to overcome, you know, whatever they however far they they pull us back. Um, I, I think I guess my hopeful because I do recognize how stupid people can be. I do recognize that there are a lot of people out there who think that their pet issue and I'm not saying I I don't want to include Israel in this as a pet issue but like you know some people's pet issue I mean look I'm all for fucking Medicare for all so if that's your pet issue and you're like we don't have it yet so I'm not voting for Biden okay that's not going to help you because then if you know if enough of you do that then we're going to get the right and then you're never going to get fucking you know never going to get that kind of health care ever and so I recognize that, and I think a lot of people do, but I but there's always going to be the stupid people. I think that we are dealing with such tumultuous times because, as you know, in our lifetimes, aside from I was born in 1968, and I know in that birth year there was some shit going on in this country. I was too right. young to be paying attention then. So for the elections that I have been paying attention to, which you know started with Bill Clinton. Um, We've never seen anything like this. And I mean, even right. prior to that, we, th- this country is, everything is, is changing. Everything is changing. And as to what you're saying, these people who are like, oh my God, every, you keep saying it's the, every election is the most important election. Every single election, even in good times, even in times where we're not terrified, because that election could start the road to the terrifying position we're in right now. So every election is extremely important. But this one in particular, just like 2020, was between Biden and Trump. And it was like, well, is it going to be democracy or autocracy? And that's what we're facing again. And we're going to be facing that every election for however many years it takes the GOP to finally figure out that they can't win. Or they will win and it will be over. And so, yeah, the, co- the, the, the consequences... And the results of this election are going to not only impact our lives, but it's going to impact the entire world for decades. It's, it's, <laughs> it's going to impact the same folks, you know, the, 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 
Arab Americans, the Muslims here in the United States, who are rightfully upset about what's happening in the Middle East, Trump is already talking about, once again, putting the yeah. Muslim ban in, in place and then basically having a purity test uh, here in the United States. Uh, you know, he's saying a lot of batshit crazy stuff mm -hmm. that because it's so batshit crazy, he's going to do it mm -hmm. because, it, you know, it's crazy. Uh, the more crazy it is, the more he's, he's like, hey, let's do this. And we've mm -hmm. seen him already do this yeah. in, in the past. And that, that's the point, you know, I've been making to folks like, hey, you know, it could be a hundred times worse than it is now. Like, I don't agree with everything Biden does. I don't agree with everything, you know, anyone does. You know, right. there's there's times where, you know, I loved what Obama was doing. And there was times I was just like, I don't agree with this. Yeah. And it's the same thing with Biden. Um, I don't fall behind any individual yeah. 100%. You know, if I see them saying or doing something that I don't agree with, I'm going to speak out against it. And usually, like I said, um, you know, folks will attack me or say, you know, you don't know what you're talking about or whatever. Um, you know, I, I've said it before. Before we go, I'm going to say it again. Because, I, once again, I know there are going to be folks that are going to take little bits and pieces of this. So, well, you didn't say this or you didn't right. say that. And I'm saying it again. You know, I want the, the folks who are in Palestine, the, the innocent Palestinians who are caught in a crossfire, I want them to have safe haven. Yeah. You know, I want them to be able to, you know, get the hell out of there, you know, get their, their – um, and, 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 and that's also hard as well. And I had a discussion with this with someone else. You know, it's not easy just to up and move. Um, right. Even here in the United States, where you have like a hurricane coming and people like, well, why don't people just move? Like, why? It's not that easy. Right. It's not, you know, it's not easy to just up and move. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I want that aid to get in there. I want those folks to be safe. I understand, you know, it's, it's just a terrible situation with Hamas using them as shields. Um, so I want folks to understand. I, once again, do not agree with the, you know indiscriminately just bombing folks in any country right um here in the united states not only i want jews to feel safe but i also want you know our our you know arab american friends our muslim friends to also feel safe yeah you know i don't want people targeting them either you know the reason why i'm focusing so much like i said earlier in this conversation on the jewish side of things is because unfortunately there are not a lot of folks who look and sound like me who are coming out and saying, hey, yeah. this, this anti-Semitic you know, Semitic stuff that's happening, this, this anti-Semitism, it has to stop, you know, because someone is going to get hurt and that's going to escalate things. Mm -hmm. yeah, and this is what the, you know, the folks who, you know, these white supremacists, they're, they're just jumping at the bit. They love this stuff because they're like, yes, finally, you know, we, we're, we're getting that war that we've wanted here in the United States where folks are going after the Jews and then they're going after these folks and that folks and they're just loving this. And I'm just like, look what's happening around us. Yeah. You know, just just a few weeks ago, things were going great. And now look at all the turmoil that we're in the middle of. So, you know, that's, uh, yeah, look, I, I, I'm sorry once again for taking up so much time and uh, you know, I, I just, I'm just really passionate about this and I'm really, and I'm going to be honest, I, I am terrified about what the future will hold if 2024 does not go the way that I'm hoping it goes. Hmm. Well, you know, I mean, there it is, everybody. Boozy is terrified. <laughs> um, I think that we all have to be as calm as we can. And, you know, I mean, again, I, I don't feel that I have 
any authority other than, you know, okay, I've, I've got my podcast and I've got a, a, you know, social media presence. A lot of people out there have their social media. We have a certain amount of individual power. And so I hope that we can all use that power to the benefit of not just, you know, this next coming election, but just in a general sense. Because it's, I mean, these are very difficult times to navigate. So many people feel vulnerable and frightened and concerned and terrified and all of it. And for good reason. There's good reason. And I, I don't know what the outcome is going to be, but I'm, I'm just going to keep trying to hope and put out that we can... You know, it's still, like I said, we have a year. It's not like the election's taking place in a few days. And, and, and while Americans are never going to forget what's happening right now, if we can somehow take this into a place where it's not quite as, I don't know, a traumatic feeling or whatever, if, if, if there, if, if, again, I don't have the answers. I just hope we can go in a direction that is toward peace. And I don't know. I don't know if we're going to get there. The world leaders have to navigate this. I, I just, you know, I'm just going to do my podcast. But I just hope that <laughs> I just hope that the people voting can really listen to you, take stock in what's happening, and and weigh your options because that's what you have to do. You have to weigh your options. You either got a Democrat or you have a Republican. You're not going to get somebody in a third party. They're never going to win. And you're not going to show the Democrats by voting for them. You're not going to be like, oh, because then we're just, you know, if we lose, we get autocracy. Nobody wins. You lose. (laughs) I'm glad you said that because that's the other point that I've been making. You're not hurting Biden by not voting for Biden. Mm -hmm. You're hurting yourself. Mm -hmm. Biden will go home. He will live out the rest of his life comfortably. Mm Mm-hmm. And while you're being forced to have your rapist baby, right? And you know your your books that you would love to read are now banned mm-hmm. because some group of folks decided you shouldn't be reading this. And I don't know, I might be back in the fields, you know, where my ancestors were at, mm-hmm. picking whatever and doing whatever because now my rights are stripped away. Yeah. Um, you're not hurting anyone but yourself. Yeah. You know. People don't understand, like, you're not hurting Biden. Biden is at this age that, well, he, look, let's let's just be honest. It's much easier for him to say, F this. I'm retiring. I'm going to go, you know, to my my home and just live out the rest of my days taking it easy. Yeah. Um, So the fact that he's he's, he's trying, he's he's trying to keep it all together. Mm Mm-hmm. And it's not easy. You know, we all, none of us have the right, if we, if we had the right answers, then this stuff would be happening. You know, like you yeah. said, peace, it's, it's not easy to, 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 to keep the peace in the Middle East. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's been happening forever. Yeah, know. You know, these wars have been, have been happening forever and they're going to be happening long after we're all gone. Mm-hmm. You know, I would love for there to be peace in the Middle East and around the globe, mm-hmm. but it's just not going to happen. No. And we know this. Mm-hmm. So we have to try to make the best. I want there to be a ceasefire. I do. You know, I really want people to get the hell out of, you know, the you know, um, where, where Israel is striking, you know, in the, the, I'm sorry, the Gaza Strip. And I want those folks who are trapped there to get out. But realistically, how many folks can really get out? And that's what I was trying to explain earlier. It's just like you just can't up and, and go. Yeah. Um, so, you know, these folks that are going out there and they're protesting and they're saying, you know, ceasefire and stuff like that. Yeah, even if, even if Biden 
decides he's not going to send any more money to Israel, and if Biden calls on Israel for a ceasefire, Israel's still going to do what Israel's going yeah. to do because they are with a person. I mean, they're being led, excuse me, by a person, like you said, who's just gone far right that's mm-hmm. just lost his mind. Yeah. And I, I really firmly believe Bibi needs to be forced out. Mm-hmm. Even during this conflict, because there are folks who said, like, you know, you, you really can't get rid of them right now because, you know, they're middle. Well, they said the same thing about George Bush. Yeah, they always say that. You know, they said the same, you know, they said the same thing about him. And, mm-hmm. and how did that go? Mm-hmm. This guy, and, and I urge people to look at his, his speech from, I think it was two days ago. Mm-hmm. Take the time and just look at that speech. It was unhinged. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was it was unhinged. Yeah. You know, I I obviously have Jewish friends um and you know some sent me DMs, obviously some sent me text messages and they're just like this guy is unhinged. I'm yeah. like, "Yes." He's un- and that's why I want people to understand like I am not a BP supporter. <laughs> right. I've always thought this but this like this recent unhingedness is yeah. like a new level of unhingedness. Yeah. Uh, with him, um, it's, it was just unhinged. Um, so I, I, you know, I don't think he's the right person to be leading this, especially right. when he's using terminology like animals mm-hmm. and some of his um, other uh, government officials using terms like animals. It's they're just not helping their cause. Right. But at the same time, it's clear that there needs to be at least a temporary ceasefire to give these folks enough time to get themselves together, get some aid to come in, mm-hmm. and hopefully some of these folks can get out of the danger zone. I did see, so, I mean, that, yeah, yeah, I did see there was see, a breaking sorry. story that I think um, 70 some, I believe it was Americans have been able, but I don't know if it's only Americans, foreigners, I think, uh, have gotten out of Gaza with the help of its United States and a couple other countries. So there is that. I don't know too much about it because I saw it on my feed as we were talking. I don't know all the details, but there is that. And I also know that uh, Dick Durbin is calling for a ceasefire. So there's that. But uh, Christopher, I just want to say I'm grateful for this conversation. I know that it is a very difficult subject and it makes me uncomfortable because, you know, I mean, I explained at the beginning, somebody accused me of being able to look away from murder, which is, I think, the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard about me in my life. <laughs> I feel like that's the stupidest thing anybody could ever say um, because they just were going with their emotions. And I understand that. Um, right. But. You know, this is something that we're dealing with and we have to face and it's it's affecting our, um, you know, way of life, too. So it's not it's not only something that we look at from here and say, oh, that's happening over there. It's happening to all of us right now. So I just hope that there's a, a way that we can figure this out that's to the benefit of everybody. But I don't know, because, you know, the world's going mad. So <laughs> I don't know. But we only have a limited amount of time, and we can't solve, solve all the problems today. But right. at least we were able to get this out, and I'm grateful. And, of course, I say this all the time before I let you go. Or actually what I should say is, is there anything you want to add? Just everyone um, be safe. Um, you know, hug your family. Hug yeah. people that you know, you love because it's, I do think it's going to get worse before it gets better. Yeah. Unfortunately, that seems um, to be the way, So you know, you know, we're going into, um, you know, the holiday season. Right. Um, so I just want everyone just to be safe. And, yeah. and like I said, just try to have some compassion for other folks 
Um, so what, what, no matter what side you're on, you know, if you're on mm-hmm. the side of, you know, uh, Israel and what's happening there, or if you're on the side of, of, of Palestine, just remember that the folks that are here in the United States, you know, if they are pro-Palestine, that does not mean they're Hamas, mm-hmm. you know, does not mean that they, you know, they support Hamas. And folks who are Jewish, you know, Jews here in America are not Netanyahu, they are not the Israeli government, they are not IDF. Right. You know, attacking them is not helping the Palestinian people. So I just everyone just take a deep breath and just try to have some compassion for one another. Hallelujah. Okay, so why don't you tell everybody where to find you? And, you know, we all know where to find you, but just in case. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can find me on Spotable, see Boozy. That's the first place you should go. I guess you can find me still on Twitter, on X, whatever they, we're calling it now, see uh, Boozy as well. And that's pretty much it. That's pretty much where I'm at these days. I'm, of course, I'm everywhere. So uh, my pinned tweet has all of my um, social medias. Go ahead and check that out. If you're not on Twitter, then you're just going to have to find me wherever you find me. But Christopher, it's always good talking to you. Thank you for creating Spoutable. I'm just going to say that every time. And everybody needs to go create an account at Spoutable, even if you don't plan to use it right this minute. Because let me just throw this in there really quick. Mark Zuckerberg, um, everybody's going to threads now and going, oh, my God, it's such a breath of fresh air. And it's so wonderful. But what people are forgetting is that, you know, and, and a lot of people don't even know this. In 2013, it was like the Wild West when you were a blogger. If you wrote a blog post and it was, you know, a popular subject or whatever, I mean, it would just shoot. You get so many views. It was crazy. So many. It was like organic reach. And then he, it, with politics in particular, Zuckerberg is like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. I, he took rubles from Russia to spread disinformation. And, you know, whatever he did with with. 2016 fucked up our helped to fuck up our election and then he decided I don't want to I don't want you know politics to be a thing anymore so anybody who was making money blogging from politics lost everything because Facebook killed that algorithm for all the political posts so if you think running over to all the political people running over to threads that this is going to be so wonderful just wait till Mark Zuckerberg kills your reach so okay there I, there's my little well, thing let me just add to this really quickly because they are saying publicly like we really don't want this to be about politics and we really don't want news here like we'll let it yes you know, we'll, of course we'll let folks post about news and whatever but we're not really prioritizing this yeah stuff. Yeah, that's what's yeah, happening so they're, on they're, Facebook. They're basically telling you if you're into news and if you're into politics, this ain't the platform for you. Right. And so people, what people are doing is thinking, oh, going over there is wonderful now because, first of all, there's not as many people as there are on Twitter. And, you know, you're seeing more people going, oh, this, this is this, like everybody has this issue. They did this with Mastodon. Oh, it's so much better. Yeah, because there's not as many people. The only website, I know we're saying our goodbyes and I'm just going off into a tangent, but I'm going to stop after this. The only website that you can guarantee there's not going to be targeted harassment is Spoutable. The only website you can guarantee that political stuff isn't going to be squashed is Spoutable. And so it's like, but, you know, people are still hesitant for one reason or another, but that's okay because I know you're growing. And as this all kind of fleshes out, you know, I, 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 it is my firm belief that no matter what happens to Spoutable, if it would be become thing that would, you know, take over Twitter or if it just I think it's just going to become its own thing. And over right. time, it will be 
its own thing, its own site where you know you can go and not get harassed and get legitimate information and not have to sort out what's bullshit and what isn't. That's the only that's the only website right now that's promising you that and delivering that. So FYI. <laughs> they, they, well, thank you. I couldn't I couldn't have said it better myself. And, and no, you're right. I think I think people and I know like you're, you know your listeners like okay I thought they were gonna go. I know um, we're still going, huh? <laughs> I think people I think people will you know when they when they when they decide you know what I'm gonna give Spotable a chance and they come over and they use it they will quickly see that the community there is different than mm-hmm. any other place yes, it is. you know on social media. And yes, we are smaller obviously than Twitter and some of the others. And and that's by design. But we we knew that we were gonna grow slowly. Right. Um, and that was the that was always the plan. We never wanted to reach ten million users in a month or two right. months or anything like that because that's just that growth is not sustainable. Right. Um but you know when I tell folks like look we are putting a lot of effort into making, not just because of the targeted harassment and all that stuff, but actually adding features and making microblogging better. Right. You know, bringing it into, you know, the future. Uh, no other platform is doing that. And that's why I just tell people, come to Spotable and see all the different features that we have that no other platform has. Yeah. Um, and then they'll, you're right. And then they'll, they'll understand like, oh man, like this is actually a better platform. We are better. And that's not because it's my platform. We are better than threats. Yes. Threats has more people. Mm-hmm. Yes. But in terms of functionality and features, we we're light years ahead of threats. We're light yeah. years ahead of blue sky. We're light years ahead of Mastodon. Yeah. And so it's just, you know, over time, I just have a feeling you're going to, you know, like how Instagram kind of was its own thing. It was popular in its own right, and it wasn't in competition of anything else. I think, yeah, there's going to be some competition just because of the nature of Spoutable, but I I think you're just going to have your own kind of entity website where it's got its own thing going on, and it'll just build. It'll build slowly, and I, I mean, it's already a success. As you keep pointing out, people were predicting your failure and it's just not happening so again congratulations on that and thanks for setting it up okay this should this should truly be the ending of our show now because i'm sure we could just talk forever but i just want to say once again thank you christopher for coming on i think it was an important conversation and you know thank you for for saying your piece thank you thank you for having me special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. 
Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer.